Hi, this is Umida Switlow. I'm Saskatoon for the second time in my life with Lisa Fay and her lovely, lovely daughter, Layla. Thank you for having me stay at your house, Lisa. No problem. We always like to have guests. Lisa, you served with CUSO, uh, but before you did, where did you come from? Were you in from Saskatchewan? Yeah, I was originally from Saskatchewan. I had moved to Newfoundland to do my master's degree. Okay. And uh, then I just became interested in trying something else, and that's when I joined CUSO. What did you study in your master's? Uh, my master's was a master's in women's studies, and I was working with farm women. Ah, yeah. in, in, in No, I actually went to Newfoundland to work with fisherwomen, and then they said, but you've never even been on a boat. You can't work with fisherwomen. <laughs> so I was doing my studies in Newfoundland while studying farm women in Saskatchewan. So I just came home and did a bunch of interviews with farm women, and then went back and wrote. So it was, ah, yeah, it okay. was interesting. What were these... Keep, what were these farm women doing? Um, well, the farm women, I would say, were farmers, but that's what I was asking them, is sort of how they identified. Did they, they identify as wives? Did they see themselves as farmers? Did they see themselves as mothers? So we were looking at identity and work, and how work creates or doesn't create your identity. Oh, fascinating. It was really interesting, because a lot of them found that they were doing the same work as their husbands, but never thought of themselves as farmers once. And, uh, yeah, so it was an interesting conversation to have with them. And, sorry, your university was? Which Memorial University of Newfoundland. Ah, okay. And after that, so you decide that you're going to do something different and interesting. Yeah, well, I'll tell you the truth about yeah. how I ended up with Tell yourself. me the truth. This is always an interesting I was, one. I was one chapter away from the end of my thesis, and I thought I would start looking for a job. So what I was doing was I was applying for five jobs a week, four of those local and one of them overseas. And one Friday night, I wanted to go out to the club very badly, but I hadn't applied for my fifth job that week. So I was looking and looking, and I found the QSO website, and I started reading through all these awesome positions. And I thought, I'm just going to apply for one of these. So I spent two hours, and I put my application together. I submitted it, and I went dancing. <laughs> and then a few weeks later, I got the call, and, and next thing you know, I was off. And Okay, so it was Marion White yes. that, that uh, worked with you. Yeah, well, after I got a call saying that they were having a, an assembly in Newfoundland and that Marion White from Prince Edward Island was going to be out there and she wanted me to come to the assembly. And I, I didn't have a job and I had to bum a ride down to there and do all this stuff and I was really excited because there was a free lunch and I was a student. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I went to the assembly and I thought, yeah, this is definitely what I want to be doing. This is, you know, even just being at the assembly made me think so differently about what development meant. And I thought, you know, I have a lot to learn and I think I can learn stuff here, which is kind of, I think the point of life is to always be learning. and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I definitely did. <laughs> All right. Definitely so did. you head off, what year was it that you headed off to Ghana? Um, 2004. 2000. Okay, what's Ghana, Ghana like in 2004? <laughs> Where do you begin? And it also depends what part. I, I spent seven months there altogether. Yeah. The first two, I was in the capital city, Accra. And I was living uh, in a part of the city that was quite a ways out. It was sort of on the outskirts of the city. So when I went to the center, there was a mall. You could get a cappuccino or a latte if you wanted, but there was one place you could get it. And then the area where I actually lived was 
there was a, a donkey that came by to pick up our garbage on the week, um, once a week, and then the guy would pick it up, we would pay him, and he would cross the street and burn it there for us. <laughs> and I always wondered why we paid this man and his donkey, and I thought, no, this, this might be a good way of uh, income redistribution, I think. So <laughs> uh, there was, there was uh, we had a, a coconut tree in our yard. Um, okay. I, I was bit by a dog my third day in Ghana, and I called the vet, and I said, because it was a local, someone owned the dog, a, a CUSA volunteer, and I said, you, you did check the dog for rabies, right? Give it the right medication. He said, uh, you know, I just took the money for the rabies vaccination. I didn't give the vaccination to the dog. You might want to watch for the next few days. And I thought, what have I got myself into? It, it's an interesting place. There's no saying what was Ghana in 2004, because... Yeah. It was everything. It was it was different everywhere. Yeah. So, uh, what partner organization did you work with? When I was in Accra, I worked with uh, the Women's Initiative for Self Empowerment, and then I moved to Ho, uh, which is on the east side, very close to Togo. And there, I was working with Women in Law and Development Africa. So, what was it that you were actually doing? With Women's Initiative for Self-Empowerment, um, I was creating a training program for government officials. So what we wanted them to think about was the difference between sex and gender. Because sometimes government officials would say, well, you know, um, women can't be something because they're women. They, they just don't know how to do that. They can't be surveyors of land. They can't be farmers. They can't be this because they're women. So I was trying to get them to think about what is it about being a woman that stops you from driving a trotro, which is like the local bus? What is it about being a woman that stops you from that? And so we created a whole training program just to get them to think critically about their sort of gender bias biases. And I, I remember a very long discussion with some <laughs> government officials about, uh, about selling tomatoes and driving trotros and saying, to sell a tomato, what do you need? You need two hands, and you need to be able to bargain. So a voice. A man could do that as well as a woman, but only a woman does it. To drive a trotro, you need to have a right foot so you can hit the gas and the brake, and two hands. A woman has those things, so why can't she do it? And then we asked, who makes more money, the trotro driver or the woman selling tomatoes? And then we, it was really, these were the kind of conversations we were having, and it was really exciting work. I, so yeah, I made a whole thing, a whole training program. It was a two-day training program, and I delivered it once sort of as a test, and then I left that with the partner organization so that they would then deliver the training again and again. And the next one was Women, women in Law and Development Africa, WILDEF. Mm -hmm. And there, Women in Law and Development Africa had been working in Ghana for years and years and years, and they had all these wonderful files of information of all the, they provide free legal services to women and children. Oh, okay. And uh, they had all these wonderful files of all of their wonderful clients who had come through the office. And they were trying to get some of the laws changed around domestic violence. But when they brought it to the government, the government said, people don't beat their wives in Ghana. It's not in our culture. And so what my job was, was to take all of these files and put them into a computer, create a database from which I created statistics. And then we came to the government and said, these are all the women in Ghana who are suffering under domestic violence. We have a problem. And then the government said, I don't know what you're talking about. This isn't a problem. So then I wrote newspaper articles for the local paper talking about the statistics on how many of our clients were suffering from domestic violence, 
which pushed the government towards creating laws. So it was really so statistics, then advocacy. Yes, <laughs> I guess that would be the short story. I guess, wow. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. It was really exciting work. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So life in Africa didn't end there. You come back to you, and then you go again. Yes. Well, after I left Ghana and I got back, I said I really just have to get this chapter done because I really like what I've been doing and I want to go and do it again. So I quickly finished my chapter and, well, not quickly, it took, anyone who's written a thesis knows that nothing happens quickly, but uh, two years after <laughs> when I finished that chapter, I applied and I did go back to Africa again. With WUSC? With WUSC, and I was in Botswana then. Okay. And now, you are in Saskatoon. Yes. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, <laughs> uh, and you're working with? I work with Oxfam Canada. Okay, and you're kind of doing the same job as I do. Yes, I, I do uh, I'm, I'm policy and outreach, so yeah, it's, 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 it's great work. I, I miss being out in the field, but I do think at the same time it's, it's necessary also to have someone who's, who has been there being at home saying, listen, there's real things happening in the world and yes. we need to be a part of change at home as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and you have a lovely, lovely daughter who I've met, yes. yeah. Layla, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to put the picture up of you and Layla, if you don't mind. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> and uh, Layla is in school now. She's in daycare. Yeah. She's adapting to Canada. Yeah, we've been home. Mm -hmm. quotation marks uh, for a year and a half now and both of us are still a adapting we we had spent in two and a half years in Botswana and uh, yeah so we're just we've been back for now a year and a half and we're both both adjusting I think Layla sometimes better than me but we're getting there <laughs> yeah. well this has been fabulous and tomorrow night we we meet more people that are interested in uh, in development and serving with QSOVSO in, in Saskatoon, and you'll be there. Yeah. And thank you so much again for your hospitality. And uh, you guys, you know, you, you RVs, return volunteers are not a dime a dozen kind of people, oh, and I can testify to the fact that here's another unique and very special individual. Thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs>